Welcome to Achieve More with Athens Tech, the official podcast of Athens Technical College. This is where you'll discover how the programs of Athens Tech can connect you with in-demand, high-paying careers. Today, we'll learn about the paramedicine programs available at Athens Tech. The paramedicine programs are for students who are interested in a career in the pre-hospital healthcare environment, and Athens Technical College's EMS programs have a long-standing success in preparing students for the National Registry exam and the fieldwork of pre-hospital providers. You'll get information on the program from the current director, a current instructor, and graduate of the program, as well as a graduate currently in the industry. Let's start with Don Pruitt, the program chair for Athens Technical College. Can you describe the difference between the programs offered at Athens Technical College? We offer EMT, advanced EMT, and paramedic education. Everybody, according to the National Registry of EMTs, must start as an EMT. There are programs who have developed an aspect of the training process where you can go straight from EMT to paramedic. However, our program is an abbreviated program and therefore taking the time to fill in the gaps between EMT and paramedic is not a luxury we have. So our program requires advanced EMT level education before entering the paramedic program. Just as it sounds in that order, EMT is the entry level, advanced EMT is a intermediate level, so to speak, and then paramedic is the highest level of pre-hospital medicine in our program. How much time will be spent in the class compared to lab training or practicing what students have learned in the classroom? Classroom learning and lab time is really well balanced, especially at the EMT and advanced EMT levels. You learn things like how to introduce yourself to a patient, how to do a patient assessment to try to determine what you think might be the underlying cause of why they feel bad and why they called you to begin with. You have to include things like medical terminology and there's a limited amount of anatomy and physiology in both the EMT and advanced EMT portions. Really only limited to the basics, learning the names of bones and how many bones are in the body and organ systems and specific organ diseases and things like that. A lot of the application of it is done in the lab shortly after getting the classroom information on it. So if you are taught today how to do an assessment, then in your lab, you will go and you'll start practicing doing assessments. The advanced EMT, they get to do more airway procedures. They use uh, an intermediate airway called uh, a biad or a supraglottic airway. So it depends on which service you work for as to what type you will be introduced to for us. We train on all of them, so you'll be prepared when you hit the field to use any of the types that are out there. And then you practice medications. You'll get a lesson on medications, and then you'll put your hands on the medications and practice on mannequins delivering the medications. If a graduate from this program were to move to a different part of the country, would their certification still be valid, or would they have to go back to school? So EMT and advanced EMT are set to go consecutively. They start in the fall and end at the end of spring semester. And sort of in the middle of that, you'll have to take your EMT national exam in order to continue on in the program. Again, the National Registry of EMTs requires you to be an EMT before you can be any other level. For the state of Georgia, the National Registry is the pathway to getting a license in the state of Georgia. And that's true for 47 of the 50 states, which means that you can carry your national registry card to any of those 47 states and they will give you a state license 
in return for that. What makes for a good candidate for the EMS program? Folks who are interested in the pre-hospital environment would typically be someone who is a quote-unquote type A personality, so they're self-starter, they learn fast, they are interested in being able to do well in a program, but also their main goal is to do for the community, to be a an asset to their community, provide help for those around them and things like that. Why choose Athens Tech over other schools? The advantages of Athens Tech is besides it's a formal college that can transfer college credits between schools, we have great support of the faculty involved in the EMS education department. Aside from our full-time faculty who are all well-educated and experienced providers, we have super support from the community of EMS. They come and help us in the classroom. They all go and get a license to teach, which is a unique requirement of the pre-hospital environment. No other healthcare discipline requires you to have a special license to teach in the classroom. We have numerous members of our part-time faculty who have gone through the work of getting a license to teach and who bring a wealth of experience and knowledge into the classroom. And they are all currently working full-time in the field and teaching part-time with us. That's a big plus for us. Not to mention that we have the support of the administrative side of the house here at Athens Technical College. We have up-to-date equipment. We have human patient simulators that do any number of different things that will really wow most people. We have, again, the great relationship of the hospitals and the EMS providers in this region. Whether you choose Athens Tech or any other program, one of the things you'll want to do is research their success rate on the National Registry of EMTs exam for every level. At Athens Technical College, we have a great history. Our pass rate is 100% or near 100% every cohort we graduate. What's the best part about being an EMT? For me, I kind of fell into this job early in my adulthood. I graduated from EMT school the same time I graduated from high school. Kind of did it as an interest in the medical environment to begin with. Once I got to the paramedic program and started learning the things I'm learning, I realized how much passion I had for medicine and for patient care. And the big deal for me is the degree of autonomy I have as a provider. So I'm not a doctor. I won't be a doctor. As a paramedic, one of the best things I have is that I rely on my training, my education, and the trust of the physician who gives me his license to work under to do my job and to do it within my scope of practice without having to have someone stand over me and direct me. I get to make decisions. Some of them are life and death decisions, so it can be intimidating, but that's also the beauty of it. I get to make the decision about is this right or not. It also puts the responsibility of me continuing my education constantly so that I'm up to date on what's going on and what I should be doing. Wait, do students get to drive an ambulance? Uh, actually, we have two functioning ambulances here at the school, and we do take the students out and let them practice driving them, let them practice parking, maneuvering around cones for simulated traffic, 
towards the end of the AEMT program, we have someone come in and do an emergency vehicle operations course with them where they sit in the classroom and learn the rules of the road for emergency vehicles, as well as go out and drive a cones course for their skills evaluation. What does the future of this career look like? So there's a high demand for all pre-hospital providers. EMS is a growing industry in many facets. Currently, there's a shortage of every level. There's a, an extreme shortage of paramedics, but there's a shortage at every level. So getting a job right now is a high likelihood if you hold one of the certifications. Obviously, most services would prefer to have paramedics. The starting point is EMT and advanced EMT, and the hope is that you can get as many of those to go to a paramedic school as possible. Thank you, Don. Hey, Casey, tell us a little bit about yourself. My name is Casey Land and I am the lead instructor for the EMT AEMT course. I graduated Athens Tech the first time in 2015, and then I graduated from paramedic in 2018. What's the biggest benefit in completing all three certifications? It is a lot of work, but it's very beneficial. It opens a lot of doors, especially in healthcare, especially as a paramedic, even as an AEMT, because you can do so much you can do. You can go get on a truck, you can be hospital-based, you can actually work in doctor's offices as a paramedic. And then if you want to further your education, it opens doors for that too. Getting in a hospital system, and if you wanted to go from paramedic to nurse, then they have bridge programs available based on how many years you're a paramedic, and you can always go further. I know we've had several people leave the paramedic program and go to PA school too. That seems like a big jump from your first day. It is a jump, but it's not as big of a jump from AEMT to paramedic. And it's a jump that broadens your skills and makes you able to help people better. As an instructor that's gone through the program, what do you understand about life as a student? And what do you now understand that instructors weren't telling you? Uh, I thought the work was very hard when I was going through it. Like I struggled a lot. It was a lot of work, which they told me it was going to be a lot of work. And at the time, I didn't understand it, but then afterwards, as an instructor and even like in paramedic school, I understood why it was so much work and so much intentional stress because of having to be under that stress on the truck. And I feel like that really helped me be able to do my job. And it may be stressful at the time, but as an instructor, I understand that it's necessary so that way we can teach you how to be proficient on the truck. Thank you, Casey. What's the best part about being an EMT? I would say my favorite thing about my career, besides my patients, because that's obviously why well, I still do it. Um, I actually look forward to going in and seeing, which I have regular patients because I've been in my area for almost 10 years where I work full time. And that's one of my favorite things besides teaching that that's getting to be at the very top of my list is instructing. But one of my favorite things is just the independence you can have in this career. We do work under a medical director, but when you're back there, I let my AEMTs, you know, if it's a call within their level and they don't necessarily need a paramedic level, I will let them leave the truck like it's theirs to let them kind of work on that independence because Whereas you do work under a medical director and under the state regulations, you have so much freedom in the back of that truck to be able to treat your patient how you want to, be able to assess them how you want to. I won't say make your own rules because you're not, but functioning independently and, you know, making your own decisions about patient care. How has technology changed the career of an EMS professional? There's a lot of advances coming about, and it's really exciting to be in it during this time with all the advances. Like automatic stretchers, that has been a thing that's come up over the last few years where we do teach you to lift. We do teach you how to use safe body mechanics. The automatic stretchers make our lives so much better. Hopefully can extend our careers and 
save us from a lot of injuries. And you know, the cardiac monitors that we use on the truck and the devices that we use to do patient care are getting more and more technological. It's, I think Jackson County is actually carrying ultrasound on the truck to be able to do ultrasound while in the back of the truck. The really nice monitors that we can, you know, see to the level of the hospital, if not more so on the cardiac monitor, what we're looking at with a patient's heart and just the different technologies um, that are coming about that, you know, make our lives easier back there. Thank you, Casey. Hey, Jason, if you don't mind, introduce yourself, please. My name is Jason Lewis. I am the EMS director for Oglethorpe County, Georgia. I am a graduate of the EMS program many years ago, and now I sit on the uh, Region 10 EMS Advisory Council, which acts as an advisory council to that program. Uh, we host students from that program. We hopefully feed students to that program. So we've had a long, successful relationship with the EMS program at Athens Tech. What's the best benefit that employers receive with a good relationship with Athens Tech? Honestly, job-ready employees. That's the biggest benefit we in Oglethorpe um, receive from them is, is employees that are ready to kind of hit the ground running. We often send employees up. Uh, if we have uh, emergency medical technicians that want to become advanced or advanced ones that want to go to paramedic school, the reason for us sending them to Athens Tech is because we've had a, a great relationship with them and the caliber of medic that they actually turn out is great. I mean, we've had a really good relationship with them as far as the, the type of EMT, the type of advance and the type of paramedics that they've put out and the amount of involvement that that program gives the employer to you know, come up and interact with students prior to them being employees. That program does uh, a really good job of trying to mirror equipment to the various services because no two ambulance services are the same. So they're trying to prepare students for a regional and, and, you know, at times a global workforce. So they do a good job of, you know, making sure that the variety of ambulance service equipment is, a, is available for students to train on and a good cross-section of educators that come from the rural setting the urban setting and some that are providers in both settings. So, I mean, they do a, a good job of representing our region. What advice do you have for someone who's looking at this as a second career path? If you're going into this as a second career, which happens all the time, a lot of these second career folks are wildly successful. They bring something to the table that maybe this younger generation doesn't have, which is life experience. The advantage that uh, Generation Xer has over a millennial is their ability to have a conversation. For whatever uh, technology deficiency an adult learner may think they have, they more than will be able to get past that. I mean, that, that the training will get you past that, but they will be able to add their own caveat to that class, you know, just loads of life experience to maybe younger people who are entering the workforce, at, you know, much younger. And it doesn't matter what their life experience is. You know, it could, I mean, it could be, you know, somebody who was a, a career welder just decided, hey, I want to, I want to try this EMS thing out. And this kid's straight out of high school. They're going to be able to complement each other in that class. When it comes to just being able to manage and maintain stress or stressful situations, the folks that are that are entering this class, maybe in their 40s, you know, they've experienced death and dying. They have a lot more life experience than typically somebody who is, you know, making the transition out of high school straight into the EMS program, that they could be the helper of, of, of a young person who maybe doesn't have that same experience and at the same time they could the, the young person can kind of calm the fears of 
of the older person when it comes to EKG transmissions. And since everything is high fidelity and everything is computerized, you know, so I think that they complement each other. And I think that actually one of the one of the best class chemistries is when you have students really from just across the, the, the spectrum, uh, the more diverse the learner is, I think that, that more that the entire class gets. How has technology changed the career of an EMS professional? The biggest change that I've seen with EMS programming uh, at Athens Tech. Now, I went through it in 97, low fidelity mannequins, a lot of pretend or a lot of, of dress up and moulage. And now their high fidelity mannequins are, you know, second to none. And they can place the student in the clinical setting with the technology that they have now. All right. I'm guessing that if you were to compare what you learned in school compared to what a student going through the program now would learn, it's like comparing Jordan and LeBron, right? It is. I mean, and that's actually the LeBron James, Michael Jordan analogy is is really good because the game has changed so much. But the patients, a lot of them have remained the same. Folks still wreck their cars. Uh, folks still have heart attacks. Folks still have seizures. I guess the physiology behind that hasn't really changed a lot in the last 20 years. But our understanding of what our role is and our ability to prepare for that has, I mean, it's been leaps and bounds. When I went through paramedic school, uh, 12 lead EKGs weren't even taught. When the industry changed, uh, you know, so too did the education model. And now paramedics are coming out with that already in their tool belt, far more equipped to, you know, take care of uh, or do the advanced level care that's expected of them, their home services. That was just one example of how the education has kind of uh, kept pace with and in some cases has driven the provider. Thanks, Jason. Thanks for listening to Achieve More with Athens Tech, the official podcast of Athens Technical College. For more information on the paramedicine programs, visit athenstech.edu.